0: Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com/souldetox. That's patricewashington.com/souldetox. I am surprised, but not just by COVID. I am surprised, but not just by social unrest. I am surprised by who I have become in the process. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. And if you're brand new, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the 12th century definition of wealth, which is the condition of well-being. And so every week, We focus on well-being in six pillars. And these are the areas of life that impact our finances, even when we're not thinking about it. If you need to get caught up, and I suggest you do, head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. Again, the pillars can be broken down for you at patricewashington.com forward slash start here. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's brought to you by our Redefining Wealth private Facebook community Yes, we have a community of purpose chasers from all over the globe. I don't believe that greatness can be created in isolation. You need people and you need like-hearted, not just like-minded folks around you. So join our free Facebook community at IamAPurposeChaser.com. You'll get to meet purpose chasers who are near you. Yes, in your own country, wherever you are. You can suggest show topics and guests and even get early access to upcoming events and programs. Purpose Chasers Always Know First. So join us at IamAPurposeChaser.com. It goes without saying that this has been a year of surprises. And I know typically when we think about surprises, we think about unexpected or unusual events. And oh my goodness, was this one unusual and unexpected event after another. In March of 2020, nine months ago, our lives came to a screeching halt in many ways. And I remember thinking to myself early on, when the news was first that we would need to quarantine for two weeks, that this was an opportunity to really lean further into purpose because something in my spirit said it wouldn't just be two weeks. I didn't think it would be this long, but I felt that it wouldn't just be two weeks. How could it, right? And I did an Instagram TV and IGTV where I talked about no matter what's happening right now, no matter what we are unclear about, what we don't understand, what feels uncertain, just know this, purpose Is not postponed, no matter what's happening in the world. I'm not saying to not be aware. I'm not saying to not pay attention, but it's important that we don't get distracted from the work that we're called to do. And I took that stance early on, and I remember a few folks having a problem with me taking that stance, saying, Well, you should be telling people that this is the time they focus on peace and this is the time that they really unplug and they, they you know, do nothing. And I'm like, "Mm, even waiting is an action word. (laughs) I don't know that you do nothing. And I already live my life by the pillars. So it's not so much about now coming up with these routines or rituals. These things have already been a part of my life. The fit pillar, people pillar, space pillar, faith pillar, work pillar, like these things are a part of everyday life, which is why I'm so excited about the new book, right? I'm excited about Redefine Wealth for Yourself because I want us to understand that in any season, these are the things that make us who we are. And these are the things that we need to have down foundationally so that we can build and then sustain the wealth that we say we desire. And so we looked at a lot of things happening through the lens of like that surprise, the shock the unexpected, the unusual. I believe I shared it on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure I've shared it in like other interviews. But before the pandemic, maybe a month and a half before, I was in my prayer closet and I I think I ended up falling asleep in my prayer closet. So that just tells you, right? There's no perfection here. But I was in my prayer closet. I think I was in there so long, kind of praying, journaling, meditating, and I ended up dozing off. And when I woke up, I got this overwhelming sense that I needed to come down to my basement where my home office is and erase this huge whiteboard that I had with all the plans for 2020. I'm talking projections and numbers and arrows flying each way and what does the funnel look like and how do these things all come about? And I mean, it was a master plan. And I felt led to come down and erase the board. And I did. And I had this overwhelming calm and peace that came over me. And I wrote back very simple things about what I would do, who I would serve, what I would focus on. And that I would trust that anything else would just be filled in throughout the year in the divine order it should be done. And I remember my assistant, I must have erased the board right around the time she had just come. I'm pretty sure I was talking to my assistant, but I remember someone being like, what happened to the board? (laughs) You know, these last nine months have felt kind of like five years, so it's all a blur at this point, but. I remember the conversation of like, uh, what happened to the board? Like, where's all the stuff? And I'm like, this is it. This is all we're going to do. This is all we're going to focus on. And around the same time, I got this divine download in the shower that I was supposed to teach transformational speakers, that I was supposed to usher in the next generation of transformational speakers, folks who could get on the stage and tell a compelling, powerful story that was magnetic so that they could truly impact and connect the people they wanted to connect with. And I had never felt moved to do that before. I had never thought of it. It literally was never a thought in my mind to do something like that. But I'm in the shower where most downloads happen for me and I almost break my neck getting out of the shower, trying to get to my phone, To put all of these notes and everything that was kind of rushing in. I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments, but I could see it. I could taste it. I could feel it. I could smell it. I could see the slides. Like I could see this entire thing. And I thought, well, I'll do it as this live event. We'll do it in April and it'll be great. (laughs) You know, I didn't delay at all. This is before the shutdown. I went on. Social media, and I happened to mention it. I wasn't prepared to mention it. I happened to mention this idea of like listening to that voice, right? And moving because my theme for 2020 was obedience. So I got the download in the shower. Now, how was I going to take action? And what would my life look like if I just listened to God the first time? If I didn't question and him and ha go back and forth, but I just listened. And so I had cleared so many things from that board. Then I got the download and I was gonna do this program called Command the Stage. And we sold the program out. It was supposed to be first weekend in April. And then COVID happened, the the quarantine happened and meeting in person that way wasn't going to happen. And it shifted into a virtual program which I absolutely fell in love with. It is one of the most in-line things I've ever done, but what a surprise. What a surprise, because it wasn't on the calendar January 1st. It wasn't a thought in my mind to do anything like that. And yet through obedience, I felt very prepared to still walk in purpose, even in the midst of a pandemic. And I remember at that time, some of my clients in Purpose to Platform saying, well, I'm not going to be able to do the thing that I do because my magic is in person. And I remember telling them, listen, magic has to transfer across modalities. If you are called to do something, that calling doesn't quit because of unexpected events. It can shift, it can pivot, But the calling doesn't just go away. The purpose doesn't just postpone waiting for things to get back to normal. We have to be ready to rise to the occasion in whatever that moment presents. It's not a matter of like, oh, well, when I get around to it or we'll see how things look. When? It was supposed to be two weeks, then a month. (laughs) Then two months, three months, it's been nine months. And who knows what things are going to look like in 2021 and beyond. We can hope, we can pray, we can wish, we can predict. We don't know. And so that means that even in the midst of a season of surprises, of unexpected unusual, astonishing or astounding events, we still have a responsibility to show up for ourselves, for the people we're called to serve and to our purpose and for our purpose. And so a lot of things happened after wiping that board down I didn't know that anything like this would happen. We sold out Command the Stage, a program I had never thought about before. It was phenomenal. And then everything happened with the murder of George Floyd. And again, shocked. This time, the definition of surprise was more like an attack made without warning. Because that's a definition that hits a little different. And what an attack during that season, just mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I felt constantly under attack. And I'm not one that struggles with anxiety on an ongoing basis, and I feel for anyone that does, but I definitely know that my anxiety was heightened during that particular moment in 2020 history. And I felt compelled to do a video, which I believe many of you have probably seen or may have heard of, and it was called Dear White Friend. And a video that I made with maybe three or four of my white girlfriends in mind, those who had invited me to be on their platforms and always called on me, as what felt like at times the token black friend to represent because I can get on stage, I can get on camera and deliver. They were silent. They were silent on issues that were happening to people that looked just like me. And I felt compelled to put out that video. I don't even remember how long it was but let's call it five minutes maybe, I'm not sure. But that video made its rounds around (laughs) the world and that we can tell had at least 2 million views, if not a deeper reach. And the surprise for me in that was I only wanted to reach three people. (laughs) And to be honest, It's very much in alignment with when I say an audience of one is still an audience and we don't always do things for the greater impact. Some people do things because they're trying to go viral. I have lived my life and built my career with this idea of I just want to help the one if I can get through to the one. And I was surprised that in exchange for the one, millions of eyeballs were on this story that I told about my encounter with a racist man in an elevator. But what I was really surprised by was what happened after the doors that it opened. I wasn't expecting anything like that. I wasn't expecting that it could lead to being featured on CNBC a few times. I didn't expect that it could lead to a publisher reaching out to me about a book deal. I didn't expect that it would spark all these conversations among, you know, high level, pretty incredible people out in the space who if I listed their names, you would know them. I had no intention of that. So was that a surprise? Yes. Was it a surprise to go from, I think at the time, 80,000 followers on Instagram to 130? Yeah, for sure. Was it a surprise that it took that video to finally get my groups to be as diverse as I had always imagined them in my mind? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably remember that I've spoken about this before. The fact that I have so many non-Black women in particular who love the podcast, send me emails, send me handwritten cards, DM me messages about what this podcast has done for them, all the things. And yet whenever I would open up a program, it's like they just couldn't see themselves I feel either being coached at that level by a Black woman or they were afraid to be the only non-Black person in the space. And this is me just keeping it real because it's it's my podcast and I can. <laughs> and there was something about whether whether you saw that video or not, there has been just a shift in the atmosphere. So another surprise in this recap for me is how, much more. Our programs today, Command the Stage, Purpose to Platform, which we just sold out again, how diverse and beautiful these communities are. We have clients from Ireland, the Netherlands, from France, from Australia, Malaysia, Singapore, um, All throughout the Caribbean, St. Lucia, St. Thomas, Barbados, Jamaica, Canada. It's just been such an incredible, incredible community to serve. And I think I've been really surprised that that event, in being unapologetic about where I stood, on this idea of choosing a side because it's not enough to not be racist. You have to commit to being anti-racist if you're going to help move anything forward. And again, I don't think it's that everyone saw that video. I think what it is is there was an energy that I don't even think I was prepared for, right? Like, I don't think I understood who I was becoming, even in the moment of sharing that video and risking losing brand opportunities or having someone be so upset, you know, about something. But I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to speak my truth. And this idea of living in obedience this year has really led me down this path of speaking and owning my truth. And when I think about the fact that I was being led to share or to teach transformational speakers and continue to encourage people to share their truth. There's just been this common theme and all of it was a surprise. All of it was a surprise. But the results have been amazing, not just professionally, but personally. Through the programs that we've sold out, through the women that I've had the opportunity to coach and work with, through the allies that I've built really great relationships with behind the scenes amazing women, brilliant women who have shared their platforms with me and not because of the George Floyd situation. These are women in particular who had been reaching out in a very authentic way well before that happened. So much has happened though this year. And so what I've been asking myself and what I wanna encourage you to ask as you look at your year, as you recap what's happened for you is what did this come to teach me? What did this come to reveal? What did this come to show me about life? About who I am? About what I believe? About what I'm committed to? About what I'm willing to do? About who I'm willing to challenge, including myself? What did 2020 come to share with you? Because when I look back over this year, I am surprised, but not just by COVID. I am surprised, but not just by social unrest. I am surprised by who I have become in the process. I am surprised by the deeper level of clarity I've gotten around what I want to do and what I definitely do not want to do in this season who I want to serve and what who I'm definitely not interested in serving. What I want because it's real for me, it's authentic to me and definitely what I don't want. And for me, that looks like even getting to the point where I had to understand that for my programs, for example, I could probably run my programs with hundreds of people I have the reach, I have the bandwidth, I have the ability to make that happen. But I've had to sit with the fact that that's not what makes me feel good as a coach. What makes me feel good is really being in deeper community with fewer people. What makes me feel good is really knowing more about people's stories, why they do what they do, why this matters to them so that I can hold them to their greatness and not get wrapped up in their limiting beliefs and limitations. And it's really hard to do that when I don't know you. And so it's led me down this path from obedience being my word this year to now understanding that my word for 2021 is contentment. And even understanding the next part of this, which is in order to really live that out, Patrice, or insert your name, (laughs) who do you need to be or what are you going to need to do? So that's the next part of this whole reflection. And I'm telling you, I've been deep in this for days. Every other day, I'm just kind of digging in, digging in, digging in further, looking at what worked, what didn't work, what felt good, what felt wonderful, what was so, so And just putting name to all of these things, like really, really giving myself permission to go there so that I can get more and more plugged in with what's authentic to me. I don't want to hear the voices of everyone else, even well-meaning friends, even phenomenal coaches. And I want to encourage you if you're my client, remove my voice and get deep into what Your voice is telling you. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? What is God telling you about what you need to do and what feels right for you? Because we can all make suggestions based on our experience, but this is your experience. This is your journey. And so for me, when I did that, what am I going to need to do to really follow through in 2021 with this idea of contentment? What came up for me, and it is now my prayer daily, is that I be content with my contentment. Because even though I can name contentment as what I desire, actually being okay with decisions that look contrary to what others in my space may think I should do or may suggest well-meaning at the end of the day, I have to be content with my choice. And that may mean I don't make as much money. That may mean that some things are delayed, right? That, that they're not sped up. That may mean that I'm not the most efficient with systems because maybe I'm not automating everything super hardcore because I want to show up and be present. But nevertheless, am I okay with that? Am I okay with it? Because many of us have been shooted on too much. You heard that right. We've been shoulded on. We should on ourselves and we allow other people to should on us. Well, you should run it this way. You should launch it that way. You should do this. You should not do that. You should not be talking to people that much. You shouldn't, you know, chat it up with people in the DM so much. You shouldn't do this for a bonus. You should do like all the things. And I'm surprised by how clearly, how clearly I know that my next theme, my next word, the next thing that I'm called to practice is contentment. And how much in alignment that is with just even the mantra that we say here chase purpose, not money. And even though you know these things, I want to be sure I say this. As you ascend, I think, to new levels, as you learn new things, some of the very foundational things that you believe are still going to come into question. Like you're still going to have to run new scenarios up against these ideas and just make sure they still check out. And I think the greatest blessing for me in this season is to know that I still and in complete alignment with Chase Purpose, not money. And anytime I feel something pulling me away or tugging at me in a different way, I know it because it doesn't feel good in my belly. Like it it keeps me up at night. It makes me sad. (laughs) Like it makes me question so much. And different scenarios presented in different ways. In some ways, it's like, obvious. But then there are those ways that it feels a bit like you have to agonize over it. But either way, this year has been lots of surprises. But what I'm surprised the most by is the clarity I've received about this purpose, this call, and the way that I am Called to deliver it. And it feels really, really good. And it makes me really look forward to 2021. As I said on January 1st, 2020, I posted on Instagram I don't know what this year holds, and I don't know what this decade holds, but I know who holds me. And throughout every piece of this year, for all the struggle, For all the moments that felt chaotic, tumultuous, even in the moments where I felt betrayed would be a strong word, but where I felt a little blindsided by an event in particular, even in the midst of it all, I still felt a peace that transcends all understanding. Because I know who holds me. And I take that same piece into 2021. We can make plans. We can have a vision. But we also have to remember that greatness requires us to expect resistance. If you haven't heard that podcast episode, I suggest that you do, that you find it. We'll link to it in the show notes. Listen to that so you can prepare yourself. But I don't know what it holds i know that life happens and it's not a matter of if it's when and that it's my responsibility to prepare myself through routines or rituals for how i react when life happens it's my responsibility to stay committed to the bigger vision to know that purpose is never postponed no matter what the season brings but to be flexible with how I get there. To be flexible with the path, but also be flexible with Patrice. To show her grace and kindness and forgiveness at every turn. And to remember that I have a duty to show up for my people. And when in doubt, show up. When afraid, show up. When uncertain, show up. When unclear, show up. When flawed, show up. When surprised and shocked by everything else around, show up and tell the truth and share the story and be okay with admitting that I don't know what I don't know and then sharing what I do know in the hopes that it will help at least one. If this year has been beyond difficult for you, then my thoughts and prayers are always with you. Anyone who's in my audience, you know that I pray for you guys all the time. Literally, I don't just say that here. I pray for people who consider themselves to be purpose chasers, I pray for the women in my communities. I pray for the people who may listen to one episode or all, all, what, almost 200 episodes. I pray for your peace. I pray for your clarity. I pray for your fulfillment. And I pray for your purpose. And I pray that in the midst of whatever you've experienced this year, that you still have the ability to fight for the gratitude, to see the good, and to know that even the things that happen didn't happen to you, they happened for you. So how can you, again, ask that question, what did this come to teach me? And give yourself an opportunity to just write and let it flow without trying to overthink or edit yourself or autocorrect Just write or type whatever comes to mind. But fight for the gratitude. If you're listening to this, you just about made it. We're almost there. And that in and of itself is a blessing. That in and of itself is a blessing. So... I had all these things listed about all the things that we accomplished in the business this year when I originally wrote down at the beginning of the year to do a recap for this episode, man, did I think this was going to go differently. But this just goes with that whole notion of going with the flow. I just cracked the mic and spoke from my heart. So I hope that somehow it blesses you as you think through what this season came to teach you and how you're going to. Apply it to who you're becoming in this year up ahead. I just hope that this gives you something to consider. And I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being with me on this journey, for making Redefining Wealth what it is. Uh, We're quickly approaching 6 million downloads. And I think we came into the year with just over one are heading into two. So this year has been, man, one for the books in terms of growth for the podcast. We've brought in amazing clients. I've done some really, really great work, some phenomenal speaking engagements and media engagements and brand partnerships. But all in all, I'm just glad, happy to get here. I also believe I had COVID. My husband did test positive for COVID at one point and I got sick right after him. So my assumption is that I also had COVID. And to be honest, just knowing that it could have been worse. Just knowing that it could have been worse. I'm just grateful I'm grateful for so many things. But I just want to encourage us to take a moment, take some time out. Yes, you were surprised by lots of things this year. But you also have so much to be grateful for. And I don't see how we can walk into another year without acknowledging that. And without looking for the gift some gift in some way we've all gotten from 2020. So that's all I want to say today. If you want to chat with me about this, if you want to share some things that surprised you about your own growth, things you didn't know that were possible for you, maybe your patience grew, maybe your discipline grew, maybe your interest in healthy living grew, maybe your ability to say no grew, uh, maybe you discovered hidden talents. What surprised you about 2020? I'd love to hear from you. Let's talk about it over in the Redefining Wealth Facebook group where the energy is so amazing and the community is so supportive and diverse and just loving and kind. I just love you all for making that group such a safe space. Let's talk about what surprised us about our growth. In 2020, what were you not expecting? What caught you absolutely by surprise? What astounded you about this year? Let's talk about it and share because I'm sure it'll wake up some things for other people and give us another level of stuff to be grateful for. So meet us in that free Redefining Wealth Facebook group community. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a review, for the podcast. It really helps other people find us and know about the work that we're doing here and get ready. There's so much coming in 2021. I don't know everything it looks like, but I do know that the book, my new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, drops March 15th on my 40th birthday. And I have so much in store for you. So stay tuned, stay connected. And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.